Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of FedEx Corporation, ticker symbol FDX. So we're looking at FedEx today as a subscriber request. Currently, FedEx is trading for $211.67 per share. Over the last year, their stock price is down 8%. So even though they're down, they're actually outperforming the S&P 500 over this time. Over the last five years, FedEx stock price is down 13%. They're down about 3% compounded annually. Over 10 years, however, FedEx is compounding their stock price at a rate of 7% annually. So their stock price has just about doubled over this period. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last 18 years, FedEx stock price is compounding at a rate of 4.5% annually. Keep in mind that the company does pay out dividends. Currently, FedEx has just under a 2% dividend yield. So their average dividend yield throughout this period would be in a addition to these compounded annual returns. However, even with their dividends added back in, FedEx is still underperforming the S&P 500 over this period. So FedEx is down $37 from their 52-week high. They're up about $70 from their 52-week low. Right now, about 2% of their shares outstanding are sold short, and FedEx has a $53.4 billion market cap. So they're a large business. For additional background about the business, FedEx pioneered overnight delivery in 1973 and remains the world's largest express package provider. In its fiscal 2022, which ended in May of 2022, FedEx derived 51% of revenue from its express division, 37% from its ground division, and 10% from freight, its asset-based, less-than-truckload shipping segment. The remainder of revenue comes from its other services, including FedEx Office, which provides document production and shipping, and FedEx Logistics, which provides global forwarding. FedEx acquired Dutch parcel delivery firm TNT Express in 2016. TNT was previously the fourth largest global parcel delivery provider. So FedEx Corporation was founded in 1971 and is based in Memphis, Tennessee. One interesting aspect about the history of the business in terms of their overnight delivery really showcases the power of incentives. I won't go into the full story of how FedEx was able to make its overnight delivery service work, but you can Google that and find out more and learn more about the power of incentives. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of FedEx based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is an improving process that will get better over time. It's still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So there are two key reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. FedEx's return on capital has been all over the board here. Their returns on capital were pretty low in both their fiscal 2019 and their fiscal 2020. They then increased into their fiscal 2021, although they have come down more recently. In fiscal 2022, FedEx earned about 9% returns on capital, and over the company's last 12 months, they're only earning about 8% returns on capital. Averaged out over these previous five fiscal years, FedEx earns about a 9% average return on capital. So while that is a couple percentage points above those of the returns of a typical business. This is solidly below that 14% benchmark we're looking for. And so this is an X to start things off here on metric number one for FedEx. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the past five years. 
We're also going to be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. Over this period, FedEx's revenues have grown by about 44%. They've experienced solid revenue growth. Their earnings, however, are down by about 27%. And this was because of a couple of contributing factors. And then their free cash flows, which were negative in their fiscal 2018, and then also negative again in their fiscal 2020, have been solidly positive over their fiscal 2021 and their fiscal 2022. And so those are up over this period. So it is good to see such strong free cash flow growth for the business because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business. And a business can use its free cash flows to buy back shares, pay down debt, pay dividends, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. However, because their earnings are down over this period this is going to be an x here on metric number two next up for metric number three here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at fedex on a per share basis so we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years our previous metric was an x because their earnings are down over this period however earnings are just the numerator in this earnings per share equation so we also want to take a look at what the company has done in terms of their shares outstanding likely benefiting long-term shareholders in the business fedex has bought back about four percent of their shares outstanding over this time frame. While these aren't major buybacks, it's better than the company diluting existing shareholders. And so this is important because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business buys back shares by decreasing the number that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which will ultimately increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if the company is making a partial acquisition of itself. So just like with any other acquisition, we want FedEx to be getting more value than the price they're paying. And so in practical terms, this means that we want a company buying back their shares when their stock price is trading for less than the intrinsic value of the company. And it looks like an attractive use of their capital relative to some of their other business opportunities. So even though FedEx has had slight buybacks over this time frame, that's not going to outpace their decline in their earnings. And so their earnings per share are down over this period. This is going to be an X here on metric number three for FedEx. Over their last 12 months, the business has earned $12.74 for each share that they've had outstanding. Next up, we're looking for something very similar in metric number four. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the past five years. In contrast to their earnings, their free cash flows have gone from being negative to being positive over this time frame. So their free cash flows have increased by quite a bit. So coupling that free cash flow growth with their slight share buybacks, this will actually lead to free cash flow per share growth here for FedEx. This is our first check of the day coming in on metric number four. Over their last 12 months, FedEx has produced $8.16 worth of free cash flow for each each share that they've had outstanding. To recap where we stand currently through our first four metrics, we have one check and three X's for FedEx. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that FedEx has produced over the last five years. So over this time frame, FedEx has about doubled their net debt position. They added on quite a bit of debt in their fiscal 2020, and currently the business has $33.4 billion worth of net debt. So they've continued adding on debt since their most recent fiscal year. Over the same time frame, FedEx has only produced $5.7 billion worth of free cash flow. 
So while that is a lot of money relative to the debt the company is employing, it looks like FedEx would be overly levered based off their abilities to produce free cash flows. And even if we took their highest year of free cash flow, which came in their fiscal 2021, and were to extrapolate that over the next five years for the business, even with their highest year of free cash flow here, that would still not cover their net debt position. This is going to be an X here on metric number five. Worth noting is that over their last 12 months, FedEx has produced about $2 billion worth of free cash flow. So their free cash flows have been declining since their fiscal 2021. And again, their current free cash flows, if we were to extrapolate that out into the future, would not be able to support the business's current debt loads. So even though this is an X on metric number five, as it does look like the business is utilizing more leverage than we'd like, this may not be as much of a potential concern as it would look like here for FedEx. Ultimately, it's going to depend how this debt is structured, when it matures, what rates it's at, and whether or not their debt load has any particular covenants. So if you're interested in learning more about the business and you're interested in digging into their debt position in more detail, the company will break this out in their filings, so you can check those out to learn about FedEx's debt profile in more detail. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of FedEx, and it will likely provide us with a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. FedEx currently has about an $87 billion total enterprise value, and we're using their total enterprise value because it's going to take into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the business that's more similar to as if FedEx were a private company. We learned over the business's last five years that FedEx has produced $5.7 billion worth of free cash flow over that time, meaning that in an average year, FedEx produces about $1.1 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide the business's $1.1 billion of their average free cash flow by their $87 billion total enterprise value, that is only going to give us a very small 1.3% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. That's well below that 5% benchmark we're looking for, only slightly more than a third of the yield of the 10-year treasury currently. So this is an X on metric number six, as it does not look like the business would be offering us that risk premium that we're ideally seeking. Also worth being aware of, as we learned in our previous metric, over their last 12 months, FedEx has produced about $2 billion worth of free cash flow. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $2 billion of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $87 billion total enterprise value, that is only going to give us a 2.3% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for FedEx. So both on a current and an average basis of their free cash flows, this is coming in at less than half of that risk premium that we're seeking. Even though we're off here on metric number six for the business, this doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to throw FedEx out in its entirety. It potentially means that it's less likely that the business is being underpriced in terms of its abilities to produce free cash flows. Even if this is the case, keep in mind that this type of analysis is not financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. It's meant to be a holistic starting point for FedEx. And so this is just one of our six metrics here. And even though these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be quite powerful. And we've still got some interesting aspects of their business left to cover. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze FedEx, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for FedEx. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. 
Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with FedEx's current free cash flows over their last 12 months and using historical growth assumptions based off the business's abilities to grow their free cash flows dating back all the way till 1990 in order to give us an estimated baseline projection into the future for FedEx. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable for the business going forward. If we assume that FedEx grows their free cash flows at a rate of 8.5% annually over their next 10 years, and then during the 10 years out after that, that this growth rate would slow down and be cut in half to 4.25% annually. If we were to add in the company's tangible book value, which gives us a perspective of the tangible net worth that FedEx has as a company per share, and if we were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return for FedEx, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments, in addition to his margin of safety requirements, based off the presence or lack of a durable competitive advantage in a business and the overall dynamic of the industry that the business operates in, for, then from today's valuations, it looks like a potential fair intrinsic value for FedEx is right around $156 per share. That's about $55 below FedEx's current stock price. However, that is within the range of where FedEx has traded over the past 52 weeks, and this is about $15 above their 52-week low. So there are some caveats to be mindful of here. One, this 15% rate of return would be including their dividend yield, so we would not be doubly counting their 2% dividend yield here. Two is that a discounted cash flow model is based off the predictability of a business's future free cash flows. And while FedEx's free cash flows may have been more predictable than some other types of businesses in the past, that's not necessarily a guarantee for the business going forward. Also worth being aware of is that even at this price, this would be significantly outpacing how FedEx has performed over their past nearly two decades. And then please be mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for FedEx, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those that support the key points for either a potential long or potential short thesis of the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business. Number one, during its nearly five-decade history, FedEx has weathered multiple economic cycles. While short-term results may suffer, the company's powerful parcel delivery network is firmly established. Number two, FedEx's massive package sortation footprint immense air and delivery fleet, and global operations knit together a presence that's extraordinarily difficult to replicate. And number three, despite near-term normalization off lofty levels, FedEx's U.S. ground and express package delivery operations should enjoy positive long-term tailwinds from e-commerce growth. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the business, Number one, Amazon is rapidly building out its last mile logistics capabilities, which raises the risk that it offers its capacity to shippers outside its own retail network, competing head to head with the incumbents. Number two, FedEx is grappling with labor market constraints that are pushing up overall wages and lifting independent service provider costs at ground. And number three, FedEx's parcel volume is vulnerable to downturns in global trade, along with U.S. and European macroeconomic conditions. These factors are currently facing elevated downside risk from inflation. So hopefully that offers a potentially balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, FedEx only checks the box on one out of our six metrics. The company earns slightly above average returns on capital, but they're below the benchmark we're looking for. While their revenues and their free cash flows have grown over their last five years, FedEx's earnings are down over this period. The company has managed to buy back about 4% of their shares outstanding. So they've had slight share buybacks over this time frame. However, the company has more than doubled their net debt position 
and it looks like both on a current and average basis of their free cash flows that this would be very difficult for the business to support this debt position. Also, when we looked at their current and their free cash flow to their enterprise value yield and compared that to the yield of the 10-year treasury, that did not look like that was going to give us the potential risk premium that we'd ideally be seeking. So that was off for the business as well. Finally, when we performed a discounted cash flow analysis of FedEx, if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward for the business, and you were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return from FedEx, then it looks like at today's valuations that a fair value for FedEx's stock price would be about $55 below what their current stock price is. So around $155 per share, while that is about $15 above their 52-week low, Keep in mind that that would look like the business is trending toward being more overly valued at today's current prices, and that's reliant on their current valuation multiples remaining intact. Again, there are multiple reasons why this may not be potentially accurate and applicable for the business, including that it would lead to drastic outperformance based on what FedEx has done over their past nearly two decades in terms, of, in terms of their stock performance. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about FedEx. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business, and you can truly understand the underlying essence of the business, learning about the company accurately, completely, and then going back and asking yourself, what did you miss, in order to understand what's important and what's not important for the business going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of FedEx, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for FedEx will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of FedEx Corporation, also known as Federal Express, ticker symbol FDX. So again, we looked at the business today as a subscriber request. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about FedEx with me, and have a great day.